All right, well, we talked a lot about medical care in the province of Ontario. It's certainly been overshadowed uh, with all the news this week and the changes that are coming under the uh, Ford government, the whole overhaul of the health system. And one of the big changes is to the agencies and folding all of these agencies into kind of one big place. And it's in an attempt to streamline services. But the conversation of privatization comes up every time you talk about health. You get this hysteria about privatization. So, look, it didn't happen. I was actually disappointed that we didn't hear more about what was coming in through private services or a mix of private-public. Because I do believe that the only way we can cure our really badly broken health care is to at least be welcome and open to privatizing parts of it to find that solution. Uh, Stephen Skimmington has uh, written a book. He is uh, one of Canada's preeminent political pundits as well as a health care policy expert. And he's got a book coming out called This May Hurt a Bit, Reinventing Canada's Healthcare System. He joins us now. Good to have you, Stephen. Thanks for coming in. Oh, it's my pleasure. Let's talk a little bit because you've got this book about fixing what ails really our, our medical system. You say it'll hurt a little bit. Um, before we get into the book, I do want to get your reaction because earlier this week, the Ford government announced it's kind of the beginning of the overhauling of the system, which is badly, badly broken, as you well know. Um, what's your reaction to the approach that they've taken right now in, in creating this you know, so-called super agency? Well, I'm very disappointed, and I say that as a conservative. Uh, they didn't go far enough. And frankly, um, you know, the devil is always in the details with a, with a piece of legislation when it's first introduced. But um, Boy, aren't we learning that these days. Yeah. yeah. But, but I, I, you know, this looks like another rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic, which we just had 15 years of that under the Liberals in here in Ontario. And, um, uh, you know, like, where is the medical tourism? Where is the hybrid health care system, the private parallel system? Where are the user fees and the co-payments? Where in the medical savings accounts? Like all of the dramatic stuff. And then I'm especially cheesed off that you're going to uh, bring a bunch of things together, which is fantastic. And, you know, uh, let's bring those 14 lins, which are like a, a burial place for liberal hacks. But then you're not going to fire anybody. You're not going to get rid of everybody. You're just going to rearrange. Like, I want money spent on frontline health care. That's the kind of big boom change that I wanted to see, not, well, we'll just rearrange people and hope it all works and put it under one CEO. That's not what's needed. Well, you're a policy guy. Like, your background, mm-hmm. you know this background. Yeah. You, you you understand this world. My feeling, and I agree with you, I would have liked to have seen kind of bold. My feeling, though, is that they believe we're not quite ready for that conversation yet. So, as you saw, we had that leaked report a couple of weeks ago, and people lost their minds that the Ford agenda is going to privatize. And it's like, well, hold on a second. Maybe there's a reason that we should privatize. Maybe that's why they're not kind of being as bold. Um, but I think Canadians are ready for this conversation. Yeah, the people didn't lose their minds. The unions and the NDP lost their minds. The, there, there, are, uh, there are polls I've seen that show 75% of Canadians are on side for this sort of thing. In fact, it's quite hilarious. We talk about the touching of the third rail and political parties don't want to embrace private, private, uh, a private parallel system. And they refer to it as touching the third rail. Well, I say the third rail must be touched because when you think of a subway system, in order for the train to run at maximum efficiency, you have to touch the third rail. We should be embracing the concept of touching the third rail. And that's what I'd like to see more of because a political party that came out and told the truth, and that's my actually my number one thing, stop lying to us. That's, if I could only get one of my ten my big fixes done, 
getting the politicians to stop lying and finally have this adult conversation. But if you actually came out and told the truth to the people that healthcare, our system's unsustainable, the status quo is a no-go, then you would win a landslide in the election. I mean, that's the irony of this, that we're all so frightened. And, you know, everybody says, well, you just want a two-tier system so the America, so the uh, the rich will have a, have a, a place they can go. Well, the rich already have a second tier. It's called America. Right. The rich don't need this. We need this. The boomers, the middle class, we're the ones. And frankly, two tiers would be a huge improvement over the 10 to 15 tiers we currently have. Right. And, and so you wrote this book, This May Hurt, and it's reinventing Canada's healthcare system. And we already have privatized services in our healthcare system, and we already have privatized clinics. I mean, if I were rich, I'd go buy a membership to one of the private places, and I, I wouldn't have to wait 20 hours to get my whatever ails me looked at. So we already have privatization in the system, mm-hmm. but you say we should be doing it how? Well, there are there are numerous countries that we could look at. Now, I'm not personally big on going and simply say, okay, let's take this country and imitate them. I think we're smart enough in Canada to create a made-in-Canada system. And in fact, I'm going down to Montreal in September to Concordia University, and the students are going to workshop my big fix section where they're going to try and figure out how to, in one day, make all those 10 things happen. All of my 10 suggestions are completely doable. For example, rolling the 14 health ministries we currently have into one super ministry at the federal level. Mm. That's totally doable. It means changing the Constitution, which means, of course, we're going to have the yeah. the usual uh, <laughs> dogfight yeah. over that. I'm not but, sure the Trudeau government or anyone's going to touch that, uh, that third rail. But... but, but, but There's nothing that I'm suggesting that we can't do because here's the problem, okay? We have a huge accounting problem, and it's interesting the millennials and iGens think, I don't have to worry about health care. I'm young. I'm healthy, right? Well, guess what? My generation, the boomers, I just turned 60, we will use $4,000 more health care than we will pay for in taxes. Mm -hmm. The millennials will pay $17,000 more in taxes than the health care they use, and the iGens, who are probably going to drop dead of a heart attack, are going to spend $27,000 in taxes more than health care that they receive. That's unsustainable. I, uh, under, under, like anyone who says that our system is the status quo is a go and that it's sustainable no. is either a fool or a liar. Well, as I say, you know, until you've been in the system with an elderly loved one and you're trying to get long-term care, it doesn't exist. And, no. and the stuff that is existent, if you can't pay for, let's say, your parent to be in a private facility, which is upwards of ten grand mm-hmm. a month, uh, it's pretty dismal. I mean, I know everyone wants to say it's a great system. It is not. My stepfather was in a disgusting situation. Oh. It was appalling in Canada that we have this system. Yeah. Well, there's two problems I would like to see fixed right away. Number one is our great doctors and nurses have done us a huge disservice by sticking their finger in every hole in the dike for the last 20 years and keeping the system from collapsing 20 years so ago. So you say let it collapse. So, 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 the, so the politicians can say, hey, it's a great system. It's fixed. It's working. We don't have to do anything. So that has not helped. But the big problem is, and this is why I use Dr. Minbassador's simplexity system, which identifies the real problem and not what he calls the fuzzy situation masquerading as a problem. So the politicians are always trying to fix the political problem, not the real problem. So in the case of hallway healthcare medicine, um, uh, you look at uh, what Doug Ford just did: throwing money at hospitals to open more hospital beds isn't isn't going to fix it. That'll fix the political problem and take the heat off in question period. Mm-hmm. But the real problem is that you need the right kind of nursing homes available yeah. and the right kind of facilities. So we also it, need mental health, we well, need long-term care. Yeah, they we, did. Yeah. See, this is where fixing, identifying and fixing the real problem. So in Hamilton, 
40% of the bed blocking was being caused by 9% of the bed blockers. And they were patients with dementia. They were patients who were obese. And, of course, what, what, what's the number one complaint about PSWs is they blow out their back and knees trying to lift people who are too heavy and they don't have the right to, tools yeah. to work with. So those are the actual problems we should be trying to fix. The political problem is I just threw a bunch of money at the hospitals to open beds, and I've now fixed hallway health care. Well, no, you fix nothing. Yeah, and you, this you, is you what, fix the optics. Yeah, so my goal with this book was to have this year, these next few months, healthcare be the number one issue and that we talk about it all the way up to the October 21st election and that we don't simply let them get away with saying, I'm against two-tier and I'm for the Canada Health Act. Because if you say that, what you're really saying is, I'm going to bring in a U.S.-style healthcare system because that's the reality of what we're facing. Yeah. In By 2030... Uh, we are going to be looking at a situation where 100% of our budget is, is spent on health care. Yeah. And as Dalton McGinty once said, there'll come a time where the only ministry we can afford is health care, and we still won't be able to afford the Ministry of Health. Mm. So unless you're willing to privatize every school, unless you're willing to have every over every road be a toll road, unless you're willing to have no money for infrastructure programs because all of the budget is going for health care— yep then you got to be honest and say, okay, we've got to do something. We've got to think outside the box and stop all this crap about wrapping yourself in the flag. Well, I think, you know, a lot you know. of it, as you well know, is union-driven, the mm-hmm. fear-mongering. Well, someone's going to have to be brave enough. Maybe maybe Jody Wilson-Raybould will speak yeah. truth to this. But, you know, they did Ford did bring in someone pretty reputable, Dr. Ruben Devlin. Yeah. Um, you know, he made a state-of-the-art hospital in Toronto. Yeah. Do you think he, I mean, I don't get the sense that this is the the only thing that they're going to do no. on health, but I do actually have a lot of faith in him to get stuff Yeah, I, I know Ruben very well, and um, I know Christine Elliott very well, and they're great people, and, and I know that they want to do the right thing. I'm simply saying, like, speak the truth. Now is the time for the truth. You know, Mike Harris's big, big problem in 1996, I guess it was, when he brought in the Savings and Restructurings Act that I talk about in the book, he had a mandate, and he was going to win the next election. Yeah. And these guys have a mandate. They're not going to lose the next election. They can do this yeah. now and not worry about getting tossed out. And they need to show some courage and do it. Indeed they do. Thank you, sir. That is Stephen Skivington. The book is This May Hurt a Bit, Reinventing Canada's Health Care System, if you're interested in reading it. We're on point. I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.